Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are now listening to Nonsense at its Finest live from Cypress, Texas. This is Bar Top Banner with your two hosts, Josh Roach and Keith Smith. morning and happy Sunday fun day from the great state of Texas. This is Bar Top Banter Episode 1. I'm one of your hosts, Josh Roach, with my main man, Keith Smith, to my left. We got Aaron Chick Bang Boom behind the scenes making sure we look handsome and beautiful and making sure people are dropping in our DMs because we're looking so good. That being said, Episode 1 is sponsored by none other than Nine Banded Whiskey. This amazing whiskey is out of Austin, Texas. It is comparable to Garrison Brothers or any other delicious whiskey out there for a fraction of the price. All of our listeners, go out there. Go to your local liquor store tomorrow because it's Sunday. You can't go today because we have the dumb law where it's closed. But go out there, buy a bottle, put it on our Facebook, Instagram, and tag Nine Banded Whiskey. Uh, you support them. They're going to keep supporting us. And today we're giving away a free bottle to you guys. So, again, Nine Banded Whiskey. Make sure you go out there, support them. Keith Smith, Episode 1. How we feeling, bud? Good morning, homie. It is uh, quite the day for us. I'm super excited. Uh, popping our podcast cherry is how I have titled this. Uh, I'm ready to rock and roll because... Uh, as we get into this, my wife told me to shave my ear hairs, but I am wearing headphones. Nobody can see my ear hairs, and uh, tough shit on them. There you go. I mean, I think you're beautiful. You are just a handsome looking, and I respect the shirt. Is that Goose? It's funny you say that. This was $7.88 at Walmart, and uh, in my comparison, this is us. We are Top Gun. My buddy Roach is like Maverick. Oh, I'm handsome. Yeah, not saying. just handsome. Single, looking good. Single. Hold on. Single, younger. Working on it, <laughs> but I'm the old married man, like uh, like my goose, kind of, you know, playing my piano, having some fun, but uh, yeah, Maverick's my man, Roach, and uh, we got this going on, so talk to me. Yeah, yeah, man, this podcast kind of came out of nowhere. It took a lot of heart, soul, and time, and time to do this. We uh, 15 minutes. <laughs> that's, that's how much time it took to get this stupid thing started. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Rona cough. I apologize. I apologize. Yeah, me and Keith were um, kind of the little background on how this podcast started. We were just sitting on the T-line, and me and Keith don't work very much together on the same floor. Sad And, and uh, within 10 minutes, everyone said we were hilarious, and we should have a podcast. And it was uh, Kyle and Heather. Yeah, they, we, we've been funny for a long time. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, this, that's, this is just something new for uh, somebody wanting to vocalize us and get us out there, because uh, I need to be rich. I need some John Cena-type followers. Uh, 44 million. Uh, start pushing that like button. Start following me. We're kind of like DDP. We're, he got in the wrestling game late. We're getting the podcast game late. But I think uh, a couple world championships, maybe old Dave. Hey, Portnoy, I know you're out there. You're the man. We uh, we love Barstool. You're Barstool. Bar hey, top. We, bar, we're, we're the same. I see the connection. I mean, we need a Barstool Houston. So, hey, we're here. Give us a shout. And actually, right now, our studio looks better than their Chicago studio. <laughs> yeah. It's about the same size, though. Yeah. It may look better, but it's about the same size. Hey, regardless, <laughs> we, we're uh, close to a trillion-dollar company. We're getting there. So uh, a little bit about us also, background-wise. We're in the hospitality industry. Uh, we have a great time every single day. Keith, how do we meet? <laughs> how, 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 do we, how do we meet? Oh, Lord. So let's just say that Roach got hired as a favor. It wasn't even uh, – he, he got out of the military. He needed a job. So I decided to give him a benefit of the doubt. Turned out to be one of the worst mistakes of my life to start off our relationship with. But that being said – this, this man turned into an amazing human being. 
Uh, we can go all day long about how he sucked ass. <laughs> if it wasn't for his personality and work ethic, uh, he'd probably still be bartending at some dive bar. I don't know if a dive bar would have hired me at that point. They they would have. You got the good looks and the personality. You'd be banging whores. Uh, you know, like back in the day, New hey, Wednesdays. Hey, hey, let's uh, Kylie. That's not true. That's all lies. None of that happened. That was all. That was that was evil, Josh. And um, I killed him. I'm, I'm beyond that. My wife just smiles and nods now. She shakes her head, rolls her eyes. I say what I want. My f- my favorite story about just. Me and you, and it, it, it's awesome because we talk to our staff about it now and our associates and let them know what's going on. Regularly. Is um, long day, very, very much not so much PC in the uh, <laughs> mid and late 2000s, but... Um, Times have changed. Keith, basically, he was, he was in the weeds, I was in the weeds, everyone's in the weeds, and misunderstanding, and he told me never to come back to his restaurant and get the hell out of here. That choice was, words. Th- that was the choice words there. Yeah, yeah. I, I kept so I, I kept it a little clean. And... I didn't sign anything, and I'd never been fired before, so I just showed back up. And after that, he became an outstanding uh, mentor, great friend, and to celebrate this episode, we're going to have some crawfish today. Damn Skippy. That's at Biggins, right? This is Sunday, Biggins out in Katy. Yes, good crawfish, good size right now. Uh, going to celebrate with our uh, Asian Ho Chi Minh buddy back here. Uh, we have a good old time. How's that, How's that whiskey? It, Nine Bandit, it is delicious, and uh, I, hopefully I make it to crawfish. Um, that being said... 15 minutes, we had a, an idea for a podcast. We had our social media set up, and this was supposed to happen a lot sooner, but uh, the Ronas, man, the Ronas came up and bit us in the ass and put us down for a little bit. Yeah, I'm not saying names. She's going to know who she is when she uh, finally does hear this. Uh, one of our friends gave this to my wife, who gave it to me, who gave it to our friends. I gave it to Roach. This was just crappy, and uh, I blame her. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, you gave it to me. And it was 13 days of misery. Like, I'd have some of my friends that were like, what's it like? And I was like, hell. I felt, I felt like I was burning. After day seven, I was pretty sure that was it. I was planning how <laughs> I was planning. I was planning my tomb. And I came to the realization that, you know, after you'd have eight or nine hours of just death feeling. And I was like, man, this is, this is the worst. But then you have two or three hours of feeling good. And I'm like, oh, I'm hitting that hump. I was never hitting a hump. Corona was so tired of beating the hell out of me every day and whooping my ass. It needed a break. It was looking for a sub. It was, it was like, hey, come sub me out. I've ravished Josh's body enough today. He can't breathe. <laughs> he can't get off the couch, and he can't taste anything, and everything that he can taste tastes rotten. I'll take a break. So then I felt good, and I was like, yeah, I'm ready to come back to work. 10 o'clock, he jumped back in the game and just dunked all over me and ravished me for another seven days. Yeah, man, Rona's ugly. Absolutely ugly. I don't like being sick. I don't like people around me being sick. It actually pisses me off. When my wife gets sick, I have no empathetic empathy, whatever they call that word. We have a problem with that one. <laughs> I, have, I have no empathy. You, you start coughing in front of me, I tell you to shut the hell up. I don't like it. This it, is the first time I had to have empathy for my wife. Yeah. She was miserable. And, I mean, I, I love my wife I, with all my heart, and she loves me. But after nine, ten days on the couch, like, you, were, you felt like you were in jail. You felt like you were never going to leave. It reminds me of a this little... This is a cl- fucking prison on planet bullshit in the galaxy of this sucks camel dicks. And that's all true. That's how, that's how it felt. And I was like, I'm never going to leave this couch. Not going to lie. Camel dicks never once came into my mind. All of Rona. That's because you didn't have the Rona that I... I had the bad Rona. You had the 75%. Me and Sarah, she was probably thinking of the camel because it was so bad. that Because your mind was going crazy. My boss, uh, Dennis, we had conversations. Don't remember them. I... 
don't remember them. And it was that just shows you how bad this can really be and how some of the precautions you need to take. And I was, you know, a mask wearing different things, but a little, I mean, shit, I had a concert during a pandemic in my backyard, so that shows you the precautions I kind of took. Shout out to the Chad Cook band there, amazing. Um, Go Chad Cook. <laughs> yeah, great band, man. You got to listen to them. Episode coming up, Texas hey, Country. Wasn't there a what? concert? What? We got, we got an Amber Alert. We got an Amber Alert. Oh, my God. Is Chad it Cook is a, lost? It's going to be Alejandra Castillo in uh, Waco, so... Uh, check local check local media. Make sure everything is okay. Hey, everybody, keep your eyes out for Alejandra, just in case. Uh, I hear she's missing. That being said, bad I, joke. That that was a horror. <laughs> but funny as hell. I'm not we're, gonna lie. We're gonna <laughs> no. Listeners have went from 750 to two. I'll be honest. A There's a reason I turned off Amber Alerts because I just don't care about lost children. I, I don't. <laughs> what, what are the odds of me finding one? Well, I mean, that's true. Slim to none. That's true, but hey, you there's still a, do there's your a part. yellow Toyota Tercel driving down I 10 somewhere in this country, coast to coast, and Alejandra's in it. Oh, dear God. Oops. Sorry, Alejandra. Good luck. <laughs> hey, good news. Getting text messages from Dennis. We've missed our 100,000 goal by $500. Oh, my phone's probably ringing over there, and I could care less. Yeah, you know why I care less? Because it's Sunday Fun Day podcast Sunday fun day. number one bar top banter. <laughs> Um, crawfish, Asians, crawfish. My big, thing, my, my big thing is who gave you the Ronas? I, I think we need a name. This is this is going out to our listeners. They need to know at least initials. Okay, uh, it rhymes with Schmabby. That's the first name. Okay, it rhymes with Schmabby. That's all I'm going to say because she's the one that made me get runs out of my butthole. Is this the same lady that was golfing? Twas. Hey. And I hooked her up with Top Golf afterwards. Man, that's a good friend because you ruined a couple of weeks. I use PTO because of you, lady. Exactly, my, seventy my, hours. My PTO is negative, not negative. That's a lie. But I do have to take away some of my vacation because of you. So you remember that you owe me. I expect a Christmas card and a present. Yeah, take that, Schmabby. That's just horrible. All right, so now you know a little bit about the lovely Keith and Josh. Our little background. Today's episode is going to be about the lovely love hate relationship. That me and Keith have. Of, did I just mispronounce your name? That's called Keith. <laughs> but me and Keith have about the Rangers and the Astros. Um, yeah. Astros have obviously had the Rangers number the last several years, going to some World Series and some playoffs. Um, did lose Springer. What's your thoughts on Houston Astro baseball this year? Well, hold on. Before we get to the Springer topic, I'm just going to kind of flash back to when you were a Rangers fan and running around the bar in your Schmedium T-shirts. Dude, that was that was that was an emo phase. It, it happened. Man, I'm still having bad flashbacks. Like, kind of makes me gag a little bit in my mouth. But uh, those were the days. Don't you get mad because you couldn't fit in a schmedium and I could, and my hair I looked. I couldn't fit in my a hair looked good in high school. Okay, <laughs> I was not a schmedium guy. I've always had to buy the bugle boy jeans with the bigger waist and my thighs fit. Oh, at uh, Marvin's California? No, Target, Minneapolis. Uh, oh. Those oh, were yeah, because you were a Yankee, a Midwest Yankee, yeah. and uh, moved to Houston, and now you're an Astros fan because I can see I see the hat. Yeah, the hat. I was going to wear the jersey today, but I kind of had to go back to that uh, whole Maverick and Goose thing with my, my Walmart T-shirt. I live at Walmart. They have the best selection of Keith's wardrobe. <laughs> well, you <laughs> it's true. You were, you were the same shit for the last 12 years that I've known you. Um, you're a little bit more knowledgeable in, in baseball side than I am, uh, 
going from the Twins and Kirby Puckett and being a huge fan there. And that'll be another topic because I want to keep your mindset on the Astros. R.I.P. Kirby. I'm doing that uh, Catholic thing right now that I don't know what it stands for. <laughs> that being said, you know, how do you feel about your season? And just kind of explain your love for the Astros and why. Hey, man, I, it's not just love for the Astros. It's love for baseball. Uh, it's something I grew up with. Uh, moving to Houston, the, the, the Astros are my team. Watch them suck. Ball sack for years. Astrodome. You know, playing slapdick on the, the Jumbotron with my buddies. Uh, yelling to Doug Wiener, third baseman for the Pittsburgh Pirates, starting to chant, Wiener, Wiener. <laughs> it kind of seemed like it was the first time he heard it, but I don't think he did. Uh, yeah, you know, Astros, awesome. J- just my, my life, my kids, my son's name, catcher, it, it all fits. It's it's what we do. And It's, it's funny you say that. Obviously, um, you mentioned earlier Ranger stuff and things like that. I was kind of in the same boat, man. I've, uh, my first game ever as a Ranger fan, ever. I was a sophomore in high school, and I was with my buddy Sam Freeze, his little brother Richard Freeze, and his buddy uh, Hunter Knox. And back then, we were horrible. We had the best player in baseball, arguably, being A-Rod, uh, winning the MVP, but the team only went in 40 games. So we drive from the little town of Glenrose up to Arlington for my very first game, and we're in the nosebleeds because there's maybe 9,000 people in the stadium because we're that bad. Buy your nosebleed seats sneak down to the first few rows. And I don't even know if I've ever told you this story, so this might be a first time of something we've never talked about. Let's hear it. Um, it's the seventh inning. A-Rod's up to – or no, I'm sorry. That's when I got somewhere else. The fourth inning, A-Rod's up to bat. He has 39 home runs. The record is 39 home runs for a shortstop. Wait, which year of this contract was uh, it? This is about the time that the entire uh, Rangers nation was about saying, we need to figure out what the hell's wrong with this team because – Ain't no one going to the games and no one caring. The George Bush days. George, the George Bush days, yes, yes, probably. I like, I like George Bush, but yes, that's about, that's about the time. And uh, me and my buddy Sam and his brother uh, Rolly and his friend Hunter, we go to the bleacher seats, and A-Rod's up to bat, and you just hear a pop. And it's my first game, and I'm super excited, and you just see this fly ball coming to dead center. So I take off running. Like, it's going to be a home run for sure. Sam's running, so it's like me and him neck and neck. Sam trips. But there's a kid, like, right behind him. So then Sam sticks out his leg and trips that kid. And this little 12-year-old, and we're sophomores, just My eat, man, Sam. He just eats shit and is bleeding out of his nose. And I got A-Rod's record-breaking 40th home run ball. So after that point, interview by everybody, took him to this little small room, smaller than the studio, trying to get the ball back. And I'm 15 years old. So I'm, like, trading it for a Nolan Ryan, a Pudge, and go-behind-home-plate seats kind of thing. I'm on the way home where I have clear mind, and I'm – I'm a new TV star. I should have asked for some damn money. I should ask for like 25000 You have no idea what those balls go for now. And the thing that even made it crazier is that ball went to Cooperstown, but then it got taken away because that was a steroid A-Rod ball. So uh, Whatever. Yep. I mean, hey. That's a whole other conversation right there. Hey, I'm just saying you, the rules are one thing. The way that Cooperstown looks at things are another thing. But that was the day where I was officially like, okay, I'm a Rangers fan through and through. Those are the stories that really get me going. Baseball, youth, man, I went to Arlington one time. I, I had no interest in going to a Rangers game. I went up there to see Seattle play. Griffey Jr. The kid. The, the kid. The kid. Kyle, Kyle Not da- Kyle. No, don't no, hold on, Hold on. Kyle Davis. The kid is Ken Griffey Jr. And if you don't know that, you need a history lesson in baseball. Thank you, Kyle. The second you hear this, I need you to text me that you are not the kid. Moving forward, not the kid. But, uh, yeah, we went to uh, Arlington. Saw Griffey Jr. play. One of my great childhood idols. Saw that stroke, saw him hit a dong. It was quite the afternoon. Sitting in the nosebleeds of all things. 
and that and that that that's a swing that is more, probably the most pure swing in my lifetime I've ever seen in baseball. Agreed. I've seen a lot. You got the Gwins, you got the Puckets, you got the Younts, George Brett. Man, I could go on all day again. Baseball's the shit. Plain and simple. You're not going to get a lot of other conversations out of me. We can talk football, Houston local sports, you know, whatever that Mexican ping pong is. We just saw the stadium Hey, yesterday. hey, hey, that is soccer, and it is amazing. Soccer, blocker. Not a fan. Soft pitch 25 downtown. See, and that's, I'll where, stay away. that's where you just got to change your mindset because soccer is far more popular worldwide than baseball. But I see what you're saying. I get, I get, the, it is. Te- I get the tempo is a little slower. You know what else is really popular? Uh, NASCAR. No, nah, but, n- n- but NASCAR is not nearly as popular as, as soccer, so don't even try to go there. And I would argue to say. I see more Dale Earnhardt shirts than I do Ronald McDonald, whatever that guy's name is. Well, that's because we're in Texas. That's your that in Minneapolis. So, so soccer has more teeth. Soccer, <laughs> soccer definitely has more teeth in our. Yes, I, I'm going to stop there to end the conversation of soccer. But yes, All right, cool. That is a uh, that is more popular. But before, oh, back to the baseball topic. Yankees suck. <laughs> You're going to get that a lot from me. Hey, I, I'm with you. They were our kryptonite because you talk about sucking and being good. Uh, you had Ranger fans that had no hope for so many years. People going to see Nolan Ryan throw his no hitters and still be awful. But then the 90s happened, and Julio Franco, Rafi, um, Gonzalez, Rusty Greer, all those guys showed up, and we kept winning the division but just couldn't get past the Yankees. So I had this amazing hate for the Yankees as well. And then we, we, we strike out A-Rod to go to our first World Series, and that just kind of – I was that was the big – even though they have so many World Series they can count on fingers and toes. 27. And 27. And we've been to – we basically were the Buffalo Bills for a few years. Like, we were going to championships and just couldn't close a deal. I remember the Buffalo Bills in the 92 Super Bowl against the Redskins. You, you got to – your heart goes out to the Bills. Going to four Super Bowls, which is unheard of, and just you just couldn't finish. But yeah, I was there in Minneapolis in 92. That's why. Oh, okay. That was a little something else. But, uh, yeah, you know. You're t- but we're talking about baseball and the love for baseball. A couple things off the statistics of baseball. We'll talk about statistics and the calls that made our hair stand up for our for our respective teams. What about Josh Hamilton? Jo- if I close my eyes and <laughs> when I go to bed at night and I get in the DeLorean with Doc Brown and go in the past. 1.21 gigawatts. Yes, I hit the 1.21 gigawatts at 88 miles an hour. In my head in the 10th inning, Josh Hamilton still won the Texas Rangers the World Series with two-run bang. If only he could have hit that many home runs like he did in the home run derby in Yankee Stadium. I'm, I'm anti-home run derby just because I think it messes with people's swing. And not that it affected his whole swing, but his stats obviously went down. And But without Josh Hamilton. Now, hold on. That was the cocaine. No. It had nothing to do with home run derby. Hey, cocaine didn't happen until <laughs> after he left and went to L.A. because that is California, and we all know about California. If we have any California listeners, which we probably don't. We will. Y'all, y'all stay there. Don't come to Texas. The taxes are better. Everything's better. But y'all are trying to make us California, and then we're going to have homeless people taking dumps in streets and heroin needles everywhere. Yeah, we don't need your hippie shit here. But going back to baseball, I think there is a problem in the overall viewership. The baseball is the pastime. That's that's what we always say. But obviously football is number one. And it's getting to an argument that basketball is overtaking it. As If you're the commissioner right now, they're putting you in charge. What are you doing to get viewership, the love of the game, and everything back to where I would say it was in the – because I think in the mid-'90s it was football and baseball were pretty close with 
in a, with NBA being a, a distant third, and you talk about now, and I think, in my opinion, what I see on TV and just excitement, that baseball is kind of going to a, di- a distant third, in just my opinion. Man, to be honest with you, baseball has fallen off. Sadly, they're changing rules. They're going Little League style. Yeah. And, and I get it, you know, Corona, quarantine, you know, got to get the game moving, but the game's not a fast-paced game. Not at all. We... This is a thought process. You're talking to a man who was a catcher, was a pitcher. My son's a catcher, is a pitcher. You know, I live and breathe what we do. If I'm not here with you at work, I'm on the ball field. And we So are you saying you're thought process process oriented? Like so you like chess and stuff? Chess sucks. Well, yeah. I mean that that's a big So you should like you should like well, so, like you should they, like soccer cuz it's why always don't we just going. put on Amber Alert for Bobby Fisher. Okay? Maybe we find <laughs> cool, that kid. Great movie. Um, that's that's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> I love Bobby Fisher. That is a great movie. I um, mean I I can't well, I can't do chess. There's a bunch of pawns and chucks and nucks and Norris's and all that stuff, man. That's not my thing. They need to quit changing the rules. They need to quit fucking with the game. It it needs to stay classic. Yeah. You know, instant replay, fine. You know, make the right calls. Make sure the game's right. Don't be messing with it too much. Yeah. Adding stats, launch angle. Who cares? Yeah. Where the ball comes off the bat. Did it go over? Tony Gwynn didn't have launch angle. What? It, arguably and, the best hitter that ever played. Not purist, but the best hitter to, in the game. And I'll be honest, I just had a conversation. Uh, not not calling up names. Bo Porter, former Astros manager, a uh, friend of mine. My, my son goes to his camps. He told me, and a whole crew of kids, he had a conversation with Tony Gwynn one time, and he's like, Tony, what, what happened last season? You know, you only batted 380. He said, Tony Gwynn, he goes, he goes, Coach, I look back, I could hit 400. Every at-bat, I watched every at-bat that season. I went back, looked at them all. Guess what? The ones I didn't hit right, the ones I, I missed, I was not running the box. I wasn't mentally prepared. This is where baseball goes to a thought process. Tony Gwynn was not in shape. Not at all. Tony Gwynn looks like me. I'd say he's a little more handsome, but I, similar. I'd say his pigmentation is a little bit darker, but cool cat. Love that guy. Anyways, he hit like a champ. Aaron is... Uh, he, you're being beckoned. He's, he's, be- he's beckoning us. What's up? You can talk out loud. Are you kidding me? So we work in a hillbilly atmosphere, and our camera guy is letting us know 21 minutes-ish into this podcast that his camera is about to die. So This is going on Spotify, then. This is basically great. Hey, uh, camera guy, did you know that your camera would die in 22 minutes? So that being said, you, did you know it was going to die so rapidly? Did you not charge it after your last excursion? Good God! So we're we're looking we're looking for camera guys. My favorite Asian in the world just jacked up. I, I I'm confused. Twenty <laughs> speechless. Um, so we're gonna get a 45 minute episode online today. I'm I'm, spe- I'm speechless. That's cool. Let's do it. This is this is uh this, this is the best 45 minute content you're ever gonna hear. Yeah, I mean this. I don't know if this is how you treat talent, but we're it's it's embarrassing. I'm I'm it's Chris little Asian Chris Farley over here is ruining everything. He did have a sweet belly over there twerking earlier. So again, going back to baseball, you you know you're more statistics. You know a lot more about the game. For me, 
the thing that I've always loved about baseball is it being honestly just out in the elements. I always thought that was great. Um, I never personally liked the Astros stadium because it was enclosed. And 90% of the time it's enclosed because Houston's hot. Um, hot as balls. Yeah, yeah, very humid, hot, and just You don't not- play basketball in the heat, buddy. Well, if you're good, you do. You want to get better. You're just sweaty. Oh, sweaty, for sure. But <laughs> the acoustics were never, in my opinion, very good. Nothing was great about it. Just, in my opinion, going to the games. And going to the ballpark in Arlington, being outside, having those elements, it, was, it, it just made baseball feel like baseball. That was what the difference between, especially basketball was, because obviously basketball is inside. But just being outside was great for baseball. But you see too many teams going to these domes, including my Rangers. We look like we are playing in an Ikea-bought stadium. Now, I've never been there because COVID happened. And I haven't had a chance to go, but you just look at the renderings and the inside, and I love you, Texas Rangers. You are my team, and I will go to the grave loving you. But that stadium looks just unfinished, no charisma, no characteristics, and it just befuddles me. And it, lo- it, it it's basically minus the uh, that upper deck in the outfield. It looks like the inside of Minute Maid. It looks like Minute Maid. I mean, I know in the you know, in the 2000s, we were crushing balls and maybe we wanted to try to do the same thing and try to figure out how to get back to the playoffs. But it just, that's the kind of things that I, that turns me away from baseball. Well, like that's it, the bad thing is that you got Joey Gallo. He's left-handed. That left field deck doesn't matter. The outside looks like a Home Depot. It's not just an Ikea-built Swedish meatball factory. But you can't bang on your team. This is where the problem is. People look into the stadiums, watch the game, enjoy the game. There is so much that goes into it. That goes beyond the stadium. But baseball is a lot more of a romantic. Um, okay, Moneyball. Is that in Moneyball? That's in Moneyball. But it's How can a, you not be romantic about this? But yeah, no, but I mean, it's a romantic, nostalgic feeling when you go to a baseball game. You, you, it is. And you don't get that feeling at a football, at a basketball game. It, it's just not there Dude, because it is what it is. It's not. We're going we're gonna to interrupt. We're going to start a story. The day Minute Maid opened. First official opening day game. Uh... You're going to learn. My buddy Larry, we drank a few too many Coronas, a few too many 40s, driving an old Jeep Cherokee. Mm-hmm. Going to the game, drunk on uh, Pico's Everclear Margaritas. We walk in, and I was not married to Sarah at this point. Uh, so I assume for that story, that's a good purpose. Correct. Yeah, here's where the tears come. Walked in. Oh, I do know this story. Yes. Do you? Yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah. They couldn't find me. I walked away. I disappeared. They're like, oh, shit, he's gone. We don't know what he's going to do. You know, young Keith. Anyways, I was standing on the concourse behind home plate crying. You're just so happy. I was so happy to be there, and I told Sarah, I was like, we're getting married here. But did you get married there? Did not. You know who did? I do know who did, but you tell me. So that buddy right there, Larry, (laughs) got married there in the clubhouse. That was quite the experience. I can imagine you were just, even though it wasn't your wedding, I could just imagine how excited you were to be there for a wedding. Uh, did you did you do the sermon? I did not. Oh, okay. I, I was in the wedding. I was a groomsman. Oh, that's good. So, still still a big part of the wedding overall, man, but it's not just baseball. It's sports. Yeah. Sports is romantic. Sports has something. It's like that, that song, you know, the song you lost your virginity to, you're never losing your head. It's always there. 
uh, Taking Back Sunday, Cute Without the E. Not the best one to do that, but it was my song. Quick quick shout out again, Nine Banded Whiskey. Go buy it. <laughs> Go buy it. I'm, I'm a couple down. We need to make sure you're supporting these guys. Let's break up the virginity talk. Yeah, we want. I don't know <laughs> if my, uh, my Aunt Jam, my Uncle Kenneth, and my dad need to know about that deep in my life. Love y'all. But uh, yeah, Nine Banded Whiskey. <laughs> hey, Millie Vanilli. Blame it on the rain, baby. Cheers. That being said, to do, you. do you have, being, I mean, you're, you're an Astros fan now. The, I mean, I know you still have your support and love in your heart for the, uh, the Twins. Absolutely. But what is your favorite call? The, favorite, the call that really you were either at the game or watching it on TV that were like where your hair stood up and your mind was just. So there's two. Okay. And I know where you're heading. Okay. So, I mean, I, if I was an Astros fan, there's only one call that I can imagine being the, the call. You know, we're going to have this conversation all day. Cheaters, cheaters, cheaters. Screw oh, yeah. Y'all are ba- you. Oh, doll, you're banging on a trash can just like Doug Funny in hey, uh, the show Doug, Nickelodeon. I'll bang on it all day long. Just because you know what's coming doesn't mean you know how to hit it. You ain't cheating. You ain't trying. Look at look at Bonds, baby, knocking him over, and he would just run. He would just run, and they're like, are you taking steroids? He's like, yep. No comment. <laughs> nope, you don't have just a comment. He's got 700 home runs. That being said, the call, the Altuve home run. I can uh, we we can go back to honestly. I'm not a fan of Joe Buck. But that that who is? It's like Angel Hernandez and Joe Buck are the most hated people in my, my two teams. Twins back in the day, '87. We, we'll pull that clip up later. But now it's the Chapman, big smirk on his face, watching that slider get roped to end the game. Oh, that, that his face was just iconic. It was I threw the wrong pitch and. Get a goosebumps right now. <laughs> I remember just. Can you see that on Spotify? I got goosebumps, <laughs> homie. I I remember watching that. That for being not an Astros fan, I remember hearing that and be like, "A, what a clutch performance." B, why wouldn't he take off his shirt? And that's where I'm gonna stay. You can you can say his uh his wife and he didn't want blah blah blah. Instagram Altuve is a handsome man. He's got a body I would I would dream of. Altuve, if you hear this, I need your workout plan because you're a handsome man. But saying you don't want to take your shirt off after you hit that home run, and Aaron has lifted up his shirt, and he does not look like Altuve. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but saying, I don't, you know, for my wife and stuff, you on Instagram, bro. You got a six-pack that every man would dream of, especially Goose over here. Come on. That was a little fishy. You know, it is what it is. It is what it is. I- I'm not going to say anything. They hit. He hit the ball. He hit a slider. No, he didn't just hit it. He crushed it. He crushed it. Chapman left it high. It hung. It did not spin. That was not a good pitch. Oh, I... It, plain and simple. Good. Not a good pitch. My cripple ass could probably hit that out right now. I don't know. For, uh, Shut up. For, for, <laughs> 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 when you have a stroke, I don't know if you could hit a professional slider, but maybe. You want to get personal now? I had a stroke. Yes, Keith, Keith, Keith had a stroke. And I got a uh, handicap sticker in my truck. Uh, again, I'll never forget. I didn't know. And he, <laughs> I get uh, my boss telling me that, hey, he's okay. But Keith had a stroke. And I'm just staring and going, okay? A stroke is not okay. There's <laughs> nothing about this that he can do is okay. So I'm going to use that for the rest of my life as an excuse. <laughs> it's great. It works at work every time. It really does. Someone says something and you, you talk about stroke. Hey, there's 100 names on the list. I don't feel good. Hey. Go take a rest. Yeah, you yeah, had a stroke. You had a stroke. Yeah, time to go take a rest. I mean, but that 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 hit 
is for in, ingrained in my mind because living in Houston, I want the Astros to do well because all my friends are Astros fans, so I want them to be happy with how everything's going. The only time I ever was just kind of like, like head, head down, down. tail between your legs when, when you win the one World Series, and it wasn't necessarily about the comments that I was going to get. I remember being in my apartment with Kylie and not being Astros fans, we weren't watching the game. I think we were watching Poser. Yeah. Oh no, there ain't no poser. There's no love there. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not a fan, but uh, I remember watching a movie, and my whole apartment complex went crazy. I paused the movie, I looked at Kylie, and I go, the fucking Astros just won the World Series before us. I've got to go to work tomorrow and deal with this. That was that was my initial thought. It wasn't anything else. It was like, I've got to go deal with Keith Smith and Carl Jones tomorrow at noon, and this is going to be a disaster. Uh, it's never been that bad. I, I think our uh, banter, per se, is uh, exactly what we need. That's what make our friendship great. We are... Friends first, and uh, baseball haters last. Yeah, but you but you always supported me when when the Rangers were in the World Series. Uh, I remember that I was able to. We were doing some sketchy things through the IRS, so you could give me more hours. We were just deleting hours so I could make more money. At he's joking, no. IRS. Yeah, yeah, that was that was make believe. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but yeah, he was he was deleting hours so I could make more money to go to the World Series because I went to both uh, Rangers World Series. And every game I've ever been at, they've never lost. But uh, he made sure I was taken care of. He would let me work in certain sections where there was a TV. And, you know, I got, I got to experience it. And you're talking about your call. I think my call definitely was the second time we went to the World Series. Because the first time, you're kind of like, it might be a flash in the pan. You don't know what's going on. Absolutely. But uh, that game, we had dominated the Tigers the whole game. It was never close. So you knew in your heart of hearts that you were going to the World Series. It wasn't. But even it also sucks. That you know the end result. Kinda. Kinda. Because yeah, because it's it's not like the Altuve. Like it's a different form of excitement. Absolutely. Because it's a home run to walk off, and that's the game. With this one, you're just whooping Detroit's ass so bad. It's a constant celebration. There is no nervousness, and it's just we're going to the World Series. But that fly ball, you knew the fly ball happened, and you're like, we're going to the World Series. Let's hear it. The Texas Rangers win the pennant, second consecutive year. And that'll that'll always be in my mind. That one, I mean, the A Rod one was good because we're striking out A Rod. But going back to back, it was just. I remember that time I went to your office. I'm like Keith, I need to work like 14 days in a row <laughs> just so I can make enough money for these tickets. Dude, but that's the thing. That is baseball, and that gave me goosebumps too. It doesn't have to be the Astros. It doesn't have to be your team. Yeah. That's what makes it special. That's what makes baseball fucking awesome. Plain and simple. That's what I'm raising my kids, my my kids that I coach, raising them to love this game. And the, and for me, again, like I talk about the problems and different things I see in baseball and how it is ran compared to different sports. I love basketball because that's what I grew up playing. I would much rather go to a baseball game than a basketball game. And NFL football, just throw that out out the window. I have no interest in NFL. You throw it's boring. And in my yes, I 100 percent agree. You throw college in there, that I could watch college football all day long. But I think more or less than anything, it is more of the passion for your team and the camaraderie. But me personally, even though I see issues left and right with baseball and how it's run, the rules changing, different things, you tweak baseball a little bit more, it gets back up where it belongs. Tweak or twerk. 
No, we don't need to twerk because Carly B and uh, what's her name did enough of that at the Grammys. Gotcha. Too much whopping. Too much whopping. But you switch a couple things and they're they're right, right back where they belong. Absolutely. Baseball is never gonna go away. Mm. The love, the people, the passion, it, it is what it is, and I love it. Uh, the world needs to understand, honestly. So the, come on to a game. So we're hillbillies, and the camera's rocking pretty low. I'm gonna ask you number one all time favorite Astros player. And why? Uh, I'm going to say Jeff Bagwell. Oh, the Portnoy. Yes. You, Dave, you the, hear the, us? The, We're giving you another drop. Portnoy. Out. We can get Bagwell on the show. <laughs> I've got connections. I got pictures. He sent me stuff. I got my man Bagwell. Maybe it's a connection. I've, I've got a lot of connections with the Astros. Right. Uh, Bagwell's the man. Yeah. I always yeah, have been. I enjoyed him as a ball player. I enjoyed his stance. So does Portnoy. It's been a great thing for, for Bonin. For hitting homers. Yes. That, <laughs> you the, name the, it. The funny thing is, the Portnoy's sex tape gets released, and you think it's going to be a tragic downfall of Barstool? Just goes up. It's it, That just shows you that any media coverage, any publicity, good publicity. Well, that's what I tell my wife, but she does not agree. She's, I mean, we're not Dave Portnoy. We're a bunch of hillbillies. Again, hillbilly is kind of my word. It's a good word. We're sitting in a little room with. We got health insurance and dental insurance, and we're pretty good hillbillies. Anyway, we don't but, live in a trailer. But Bagwell, Bagwell's your guy. Bagwell's my man. The man played through injuries. The man played first, but he couldn't throw. Yeah. Somehow he managed to get through it, and uh, he's in the Hall of Fame. Love the dude. Personally, love the dude. Love it, love it. What about you? Man, the Ranger. Favorite Ranger all time, and it better not be. Hamilton? Josh Hamilton. He did so much. You hear that? Yes. I heard, um, I heard the Asian talk. You're from Arkansas. You don't even have a baseball team, so just chill. Yeah, yeah minor, he's, minor leagues. Yeah, minor. He doesn't have a real team. That's uh, fake That's fake life. Yeah. Um, In, injury rehab. I think I think Hamilton did so much for the Rangers. He did. Um, and he, without Hamilton, we're never going where we're going. But for me, the heart and soul of the Texas Rangers was Michael Young. Give you that. That the, he, he – all he wanted to ever do was be a Ranger. He moved positions, and he was clutch. You go to those World Series games, and he had some clutch hits. But the day that he w- he was released, traded, whatever it was, because that was a while back because he played one year with someone else, that was that was the day my heart in baseball, it kind of it kind of hurt a little bit because I was like, this is the Rangers, and he is gone. You can talk about your Hamiltons. You can pa- talk about Nelly Cruz, how much he did, because he was a big part of those teams. He's that- a twin now. He's a twin now, but that lineup was just so amazing. And you know Elvis, who just left, he's an athletic now, so that's great. He's in the same division, but yeah, Michael Michael Young is he is Texas Ranger baseball. And that day it was, I'll, I'll never forget it. I mean, I was a Kinsler. Kinsler was probably my favorite player. Not even Nolan Ryan. Not I mean Nolan the, Ryan the playing years. So the, so, uh, so Nolan executive Ryan, years. Nolan Ryan's with me playing. I was I was a little younger and didn't get to see. I mean, I obviously have watched the highlights, but. Kinsler was like the guy that I could I could really kind of like this, this is my dude but you, everyone as a Ranger fan knew Michael Young was Texas Ranger baseball good dude he was a good dude too I heard on off the field never got to meet him yeah so baseball baseball is is for a love of the game and it's a you know it it is where it is and I hope that they can figure out what they need to do to switch it oh, we'll go all day on that but uh we're good man so but yeah you want to go back to Springer for a quick second yeah, you got you got the spring you got the Springer talking for three minutes because that's all we got. All right, we'll make it fast. I wish him luck. The man did nothing wrong. We uh we didn't come through with the contract. He expressed interest. 
wants to move back closer to home. I don't think Canada's home, but uh, enjoy your taxes. Uh, I can't wait to strike you out when you come into town. But I wish him luck. Good dude, nice guy, uh, and, and Astros are still going to win the West without him. There you go. Well, good, good luck to you before the actual season starts. I hope we both do well. Um, We're going to go catch a game. There we, hey, I'm so, something I'm working on with some of our listeners, guys. Listen up, okay? You want to go to a game with Roach and I? Follow. There will be a uh, contest later on. A little drawing, a little fun. I need everybody to come on out. Baseball game with Keith and Roach is the way to go. That being said, speaking of a contest, we have a free bottle of nine-band whiskey that's going out to one of our listeners. We have pulled the name out of the hat already. Um, that being said, the winner is John Blackman. He is the winner of the bottle of nine-band whiskey. So, John, thank you for subscribing and following us. We have a couple minutes, go, John. couple minutes left. That being said, we will do this game where it is me and Keith have to drink if we don't want to answer the question. It's going to get a little personal. So uh, I'm going to ask the first question. Keith Smith. Josh Roach. Who was the first woman you were in love with? Sarah Wynn Smith. That, Sarah Wynn Moeller. That was awesome. My wife that's, is the first woman I fell in love with. That's so romantic. It's very, very simple. That's great. Very, very simple. All right, it's on you. Yes. Oh, uh, my God, this could go so many directions. <laughs> I was not ready for this. Josh Roach, who's your favorite parent, mom or dad? Ooh. I love them equally, so I will drink. But you gave me an answer. You just want to drink. Mm-hmm. That's number three. All right, let's hear it. Best friend. You already know this. Brandon Schumacher. Oh, shoe. I can't wait. Old to, shoe. I, I can't wait to have shoe in. Josh uh, Roach, thing. close second. I'll take that. Hey. Despite the years, Josh Roach, close second. My hey. buddy shoe. I'll take a silver medal as long as we're not watching Ricky Bobby first to last, but everything else I'm watching. Shake and bake, baby. Shake and bake. My, my dogs have made an appearance in the That's last all right. Minute. They're cute. They're cute. All right, your turn. Let's see. You got a question. First girl. Oh, man. Ready? You ever touch the hoo-ha? <laughs> you, be, you better drink. You yeah, better drink. That could go negative in so many ways. Yeah, we're going to leave it out at that, but I expected a drink. So, Hey, guys. Looks like we're on our way out. Yeah, we're on our way out. Aaron doesn't know how to run a business around here. That being said, thank you for listening to episode number one. This is Bar Top Banter. We have a very important message for everyone. We are animal lovers. My wife. She works in the animal industry. That being said, have your dog and cat spayed and neutered, and we will see you for episode two next week. I disagree on the spayer and neuter. I'm not a Bob Barker fan. You better tip your bartenders or servers and don't be a douche. Tip your bartenders or servers, take care of them. I'm Josh. This is Keith. Aaron doesn't know how to run a camera. We love you. We'll see you next week. Later, Taylor. Bar top banter out. Good job, dude. We're 20 minutes short. Okay, good. Is that a good start? Okay. So how much is the new battery? Well, your battery sucks. How much does it cost? Because so we can have so, so no, we have a battery that works. No, he said the battery can be replaced. Okay.
But you, so you have six though right now, right? I have six, yes. But you, you went through them all, right? Okay, so how much for a battery that will last at least an hour? Okay, so how much for another battery so you have two that fit in there? I'm saying the battery is dying. You're going to your phone. But then you can switch it in. Like, how much does that cost? Because at the end of the day, you could use one battery and say it dies at 38 minutes. It can stop. Do the next 15 minutes and you have another battery. But how much would that cost? Am I making sense? Greg, he wants to know what does it take to make sure you're getting extra. Yeah, like, so you, your battery right now, let's say it lasts 35 minutes. At 35 minutes, your battery's dying, right? We can stop. And then you have another battery that you can put in that works and we go again. How much for a battery, another battery to make it? I'm trying to buy a battery so that, like, we can do the full hour. So you need another battery. I have two for the battery. Okay, gotcha. I think next time we just say, we just pause it, and then we can start it like right where we dropped off. Okay, if we have an issue, like if it's on there, like we're trying to figure out how much it costs. Okay, gotcha. That's like, it's just two batteries. Well, look, look, but that's not how much the mount costs. We'll buy four. Yeah, yeah. Motherfucker. You're doing a lot. You're, you're, right you're, now. you're like we're talking. We're we're basically the talent. We're, we're we're the talent. You're Phil Jackson. You're making sure everything is close. You're, 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 oh, I didn't stop recording. 